8675309. That is um the number that that is this episode that is it is that number of the how do I phrase this? Eight, the number 8675309 is the number episode of the podcast that this is. Yes, that's correct. It is the 867,000, um, wait, no, 8,657,000, wait, yeah, 800, no, I can do this, 8,675,000, 875, 8,675,309th episode of the podcast. That's correct. Um, there's probably an extra TH in there that didn't need to be, but we got there. Um, it's not even correct. Um, I think this is episode 70. Hmm. Uh, I started it three years ago with the help of the illustrious Curtis Smedgecal. And look at us now. Episode 70. Um, I don't hear from Kurt much anymore. Kurt, if you're out there, I miss you, buddy. Where, where, what happened? Um, uh, um, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, episode 70. Isn't that quite a milestone? It's a nice round number. Um, we'll get to 75, I think, in the season. And we'll probably get to 80. I don't think we're going to get to 100 by the end of season 3. Um, however, if we get to like a nice pretty number, you know, maybe in season 4, get to 100. Just saying. Just saying. Um, what are we talking about today? Okay, we got the delightful, the golden, encrusted, um, mega superstar, um, um, fuzzy, wuzzy, lovable, charming, elegant, thoughtful, exuberant Zev Bahar. Behar. Bihar. Behar. Behar, I think, because I remember mentioning Joy Behar. Actually, I think it's Bihar, because I think I mentioned Joy Behar, and he was like, no, it's Bihar. Maybe I'm wrong. Regardless, um, pronunciation does not a friendship make, because Zev and I have had maybe 10 total minutes of face-to-face interaction in our lives, and yet he is among my closest compadres, which means technical father. Um, in the San Diego region. And so Zev and I, we go way back to kindergarten. No, I'm just kidding. Unless you count kindergarten to be the age 20 to 20 and a half. For me, Zev is eight years older than me. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but Zev is here and, you know, Zev and I, we go back to Disney. So what we're, what are we talking about? Of course, we're going to talk about a little bit, of, a little bit, a little bit of Disney. And this is an idea for an episode. I'm pretty sure that dates all the way back to November. Um, and then we didn't record it, I think, until... We were going to record it in January. And then something came up. And then we eventually did record it in... I want to say April. Um, and now it's June. And here it is. Um, so Zev and I were just shooting the chat on Facebook Messenger one day. And he... Actually, it might have been a little bit after November. <laughs> the idea might have come in like March or February or something. I don't know. Lots of things to remember. Um, probably February. Um, and Zev and I were like just just having a go, having a chat with one another. Um, and we're like, Disney, isn't that quite a place? 
And he was like, yep, I think I think so. Um, so what we did was we did this podcast. It's our top five superlatives about Walt Disney World attractions. Um, and by superlatives, I mean like things like from the yearbook, like um, most likely to succeed, best dressed, class clown, that sort of thing. Except we applied it to Disney attractions, um, things in Orlando like um, like uh, Space Mountain, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, stuff like that. Um, from all four parks down there, and we just gave came up with our own superlatives, like, um, most likely to break down was something that I considered, I didn't actually come up with it, but, and then we, we got a little creative with it, um, and so Zev and I had some fun with that, and it was very rushed towards the end, because I had to go back to work, um, so I, it hustles through the end, but the conversation to get there is very fun, we talk about community, and we talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which he said he stopped watching, because he's a traitor, uh, he did like Eurovision though, so he's forgiven, Eurovision, yo, y'all, check that movie out, that's like a sleeper hit, I really liked Eurovision a lot, on Netflix, um, great songs, Jen says they're all from Eurovision, the real contest too, so that's cool, um, shout out to Jen, um, another friend of the pod, Zev is, this is Zev's, I think, I want to say third appearance potentially fourth maybe and we have one with april we want to do but april's like april's so so busy all the time she's like a successful twitch streamer and like an amazing teacher and she's doing great things so we can't we're she's too busy for us she's too busy for small town me and zev you know it's like trying to get an office reunion trying to get john grusinski to show up to the officers reunion he's just too damn busy um he's the one hosting the reunions anyway um what was I talking about? Yes, Zev and I did this podcast. Oh, and we recorded it, I said, before, like back in April. So it came before um, the news about Splash Mountain, which I thought, you know, maybe it's Splash Mountain news just happened. So maybe this is a time, a good time to release an episode about attractions. Um, um, they, the news is that they are retheming the Splash Mountain attraction um, from instead of being based on Song of the South, it's going to be based on Princess and the Frog. Um, and if you're like me, and you don't like Song of the South at all, and you loved Princess and the Frog, it's great news. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're going to do a great job with it. And I, don't, I, don't, I won't speak for Zev on this, although I do think... Um, I've been trying to do less social media, but I do remember, think, I think I saw something about Zev really liking the idea, too. Um, if I'm incorrect about that, I'm sorry, Zev. Um, but I'm sure Zev loves himself some Dr. Facilier. Um, anyway, um, Splash Mountain grew up with that. was my favorite ride as a kid. Um... And now learning about everything about the ride, you know, maybe it's for the best that it changes, I guess. Um, how it's like a coded slave narrative, which I never even um, thought to consider, which is uh, in itself obviously very telling. Um, and based on the movie that Disney refuses to um, stand by, so that's another thing that maybe the ride always had an expiration date. Just a lot of stuff about it that I didn't really ever know. And Princess and the Frog, I think, will be a great improvement. Um, it's got better music than Song of the South. Better characters. Um, and so it'll be good. You know, change comes in all forms. Um, so it's all good stuff. Um, I don't remember if we talked about Splash Mountain on the episode, but I don't think we ever came up... You know, I don't remember. But I don't think we ever said anything that we probably wouldn't stand by anyway. Um, it was a fun ride, and it'll still be the same ride, just with a different theme, so it's all good stuff. Um, what else? Um, I don't know, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, stay dry. It's raining a lot. Wear your masks, I mean, 
you know, go. we can go out as long as we make sure we're keeping our distance and wearing masks. Masks really help prevent the spread of it. But I guess they don't really stop you from getting it, but you prevent the spread of it if you have it. So it's just good to help other people. I guess that's pretty much all of it, all that I needed to say. I've kind of been rambling for a little bit now, but it's all good stuff. You know, we're just trying our best in this world. And I think people like Zev help me navigate the world a little better. Um, he's such a lovely human being. He really is. He's so kind and generous. And he sent me a note over the holidays. And I have it. I'm looking at it right now. I have it right by my bed. I love that note. Zev, happy Thursday, buddy. I hope the world finds you in a great place. Happy birthday to Ryan Foley as well. Happy birthday, Ryan. Friend of the pod. Zev, Ryan, they're great people. The world is filled with lovely people. <sighs> so what are, you, what are you guys up to? What are you guys doing? We could do this like Doro where she, like I ask you a question and then I just wait for you to answer. Or I could just stop talking. Yeah, I'll just stop talking. Here's the episode. I, I'm thinking that Sleepless in Seattle might have been a last-ditch attempt by Nora Ephron to make Seattle the city that never sleeps and take it away from New York. <laughs> she was trying so hard. Although, When Harry Met Sally, that's a very New York movie. Is that also Nora Ephron? Oh, yeah. That's... You know, I have seen neither of those movies. <laughs> what have you seen? Have you seen The NeverEnding Story? <laughs> Oh yeah, that movie gave me nightmares. Let me tell you. What's I don't, the... You know, I re- I remember so little of that movie, but the um, you know the scene where like he has to like walk through these like two guardian angels or something, and they'll blow you up if you're not if your heart isn't pure. Yeah. Or <laughs> that always scared me so badly. What's the name of the beast from that movie? Like the smoke monster or whatever? Like the the dog dragon thing. Does it have a name? I, I, I'm telling you, I watched this movie like once or twice as a kid and I couldn't ever do it again. The never-ending story is German. Plot. <laughs> is my is Google German broken? Uh, all right, is it really not going to tell me? All right. I just remember the song. The never-ending story. Ah. Oh, God, I'm going to get sued for copyright on that one. <laughs> You'll have to bleep that out. Falcor. <laughs> He's a luck dragon. A luck dragon? Yeah, Falcor. That's his name. I don't like that name. I'm going to have to request they change it. Thank you. Falcor? I hardly knew her. Oh no, I have a previous engagement. I have to hang up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, this has been a great podcast. Um, two minutes. <laughs> That's like the shortest one we ever did. Yeah. It's like but the best. Yeah, it's like, I mean, like, uh, in terms of like efficiency, like pound for pound, it's a good one. Yeah. I think the shortest one I ever did was with Jess and um, it was 10 minutes about our favorite uh, Christmas songs and uh, th- that's, those are um, those are songs that are played during the Christmas season um, and they it was a it was a short one it was a short boy uh, she had to go was that from this season was that season three 
the season two. That's a season. That's a that's an oldie. Okay, one sec. I I have your uh, playlist open right now. Whoa. Albums, <laughs> top five M and M's, time travel movies. There's a lot of those. That's a good call. Top five Epcot attractions. Well, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Hey, Epcot's like dope as dope as. If we're gonna get into superlatives, <laughs> let's say <laughs> worst park. You're you're just bougie. That's why you don't like Epcot. It's not bougie to dislike Epcot. It's human. It's like you're. It's like you're saying like, oh, I can't live in in uh, uh, Gosford Park. I have to live in Astoria. Both of those words mean nothing to me, so I don't know what you've said. <laughs> you're a New Yorker. <laughs> I am not a New Yorker. I just live there. <laughs> <laughs> New Yorker, I hardly knew her. <laughs> That's strike two. <laughs> One more hardly newer jokes and I'm out. Oh, top five Christmas songs. Sorry, it wasn't. We, we'll do a top five Hanukkah songs one day. No, I'm not offended. I'm just looking at the timestamp on it. Oh, you're 100% offended. You're tweaking. I, I you're right. I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> I would think like. I think I have to download it to see how long it is. That's BS. That's how I get those sweet, sweet clicks, baby. <laughs> That's how you get the clicks. <laughs> I force you people can't to download. See how long the podcast is unless you download it. <laughs> I sponsor my own podcast just to get that ad revenue, like in a cyclical, like feedback loop. I think Zev has gone out with his sneeze. <laughs> oh, I'm sneezing. I can't hear Zev. Are you still there? Or it didn't... I lost you there. <laughs> Are you back? Dave. Hello? You can hear I can hear him. Can you do you think he can hear us? Us. I say that I say that like we're Steve from Blue's Clues. I'm gonna call him back. I'm back. Are you back? <laughs> I'm gonna call him back. Uh, I say that, yeah. Uh, we're gonna call him. This is fine. This is fine. Oh, no, I don't get paid to do this, and nobody should be listening to this anyway because it's a horrible podcast. So it's fine that we're doing this. <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. Um, this is like calling Pete. Uh, yo, it's really funny because I was just about to say how slowly your podcast was downloading because there are like thirty-seven devices connected to the internet at my house right now. <laughs> so I am now on my four G instead of my house Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, you're really committed to this, I'll say. Well, I mean, the T T and T. I tried saying AT and T and T Mobile at the same time. <laughs> I work for A and T and T, but T Mobile, which is my provider, am I allowed to even say that? Whatever. No one listens to this. T Mobile is my provider, and they gave everyone has unlimited data until COVID is over. So it's honestly easier to just use my 4G than to actually connect to Wi-Fi. Um, I thought you worked for a Ferris wheel. What? Like the the little zigzaggy Ferris wheel thing? You're going to have to be more specific here. The thing that in New York you told me to come visit you at? Oh, the vessel! It's not a Ferris wheel. It doesn't move. It's just <laughs> a lot of stairs. 
See, I thought that's where you worked, and I pictured it like um, the iconic movie Tower Heist when Casey Affleck gets fired from the tower and he gets a job at the I Toys R Us. that movie. It's a good movie, right? I, I think I mentioned this before. I love heist movies, which is why that Rick and Morty episode where they make fun of heist movies really hit me hard. <laughs> In that one, the when Casey Affleck, he works at the Ferris wheel at Toys R Us, and he says... Uh, he like yells at the kid. He's like, "Hey, no spitting from up there!" And the kid like s- like throws his soda at Casey Affleck and says, "Suck it, douchebag!" That's what I picture your job being like. Well, no, I actually not to sound even more bougie than I have been. I work on the fifty first floor above that, so I look down on the people looking down on the people who work at the vessel. You just you play your little puppet games from from up top. <laughs> Uh, they actually, before COVID happened, they opened on the 102nd floor. It's this gigantic viewing balcony. It's like the biggest open air balcony for viewing in New York. And they gave everyone who worked in the building like preview tickets. And you weren't allowed to take pictures, but me and my friends took pictures and they are stunning. I bet. I mean, the, with those Top views. Five Christmas songs is 17 minutes and 35 seconds. You lied. You said it was 10 minutes. <laughs> I think it felt like 10. Maybe maybe my ad read was long. Mm-hmm. Like, this episode is brought to you by Bodybuilding.com. That should be how I is do... It, what? Is it brought by Bodybuilding.com? That should be how I do all my ad reads from now on, just like super Casey Kasem voice. Hey, I'm looking at the picture for top five fast food restaurants, mm. and the most prominent is a place apparently called Grinder. <laughs> is that a real fast food restaurant? or <laughs> That's a male strip club. <laughs> but you can get chicken fingers there. Oh, okay. Or so you can get scooters, but with men. You can get chicken fingered. Nice. Finger. I see Ryan, Ryan Foley, Jen Nicole, and Ryan Walsh, and Vince Vaughn yeah. were on this podcast. Which of those, one of those Ryans has a business card that says, I'm not gay, but I want to hang out? That's Ryan Walsh. Ryan Walsh. So, Andy, um, our good friend Andy from Walt Disney World. Andy! Uh, he ga- Shout out, Andy. <laughs> he gave me that business card one day while we were hanging out at Epcot, the worst park. Um, I believe we were at this point already near the German pavilion and he hands me this card and goes, you didn't meet this guy cause he was purged before you came here. But, uh, this was a good friend of ours. And I was like, what does this business card mean? And he was like, it means he wants to hang out, but he's not gay. I was like, all right, I'm done to meet new friends. And so I texted the phone number <laughs> and he never answered me. So this business card was a lie. <laughs> At Andy's behest, I texted this <laughs> random person that, hey, let's hang out. <laughs> and he did not want to hang out, apparently. Uh, he was... Maybe that was at a, a really... Maybe that was at the time, like, when he was part of the the, ba- the bagel dog incident. So he might have been a little bit preoccupied. Bagel dog? Yeah, there was this whole thing. Um, he had this dog, and, like... He kept. He lived in New York too. He's from Long Island, um, and he would go always to his favorite bagel shop. And he would go there with his dog. And then one day he couldn't find his dog anywhere, so he's like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna get the bagels without him today." So he went to go get the bagels, and his dog was actually uh, 
at the shop already and had gotten bagels on his own. And it was kind of awkward because like they didn't want to say like, oh, I, I didn't want to get bagels with you. So I wanted to go without you. So they kind of just ignored each other. And then it was like a real awkward like couple months where they like kind of didn't it was they kind of didn't talk to each other. It was a little bit awkward around the apartment that they were in. So maybe it was around that time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was around that that situation <laughs> that he clearly went through that was a hard time for him. I mean, wouldn't that be hard for you? Like, if you, if you, like, say me and you got bagels together every day, and then I went there one day, and you had already gone before me, you're trying to, like, avoid me? I'd, I'd feel kind of hurt by that. Yeah, no, you're right. I shouldn't get bagels without you, Dave. That's what I feel like right now. Like, I feel like you've gotten some bagels recently without me. I actually, me and my brother wanted to get bagels today, but the bagel place we go to usually is closed because of coronavirus. So that's another thing that it's taken for me. Yeah, the coronavirus is, I feel like today was an, an especially bad news day to wake up to. Yeah. Wait, why today specifically? What happened today? Well, there was the joint um, Disney college program canceled all programs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. That was very sad. But then my also, was upset because he was he got my brother was on the program and he got kicked off. Mm. Not like kicked off, but like they kicked everybody off. Um, and he was really banking on that on like being able to join the next program, but it doesn't look like that next program's happening. No, it doesn't really look like anything is happening. And um, even I thought. There's a lot of reports that said like Labor Day weekend would be the worst case scenario for when this is over, but now suddenly the NFL is looking at not even having a season this year, which would mean that the whole year is a wash, and it's getting freaky. Well, that would be very bad for my job, not me specifically, but the sports team, because I'm actually currently wearing the Nike super nice like dry fit NCAA Final Four Atlanta 2020 March Madness jacket that they gave us. Um, I was super excited. It was my first March Madness working at Warner Media, and it got canceled. Yeah, and that's like one of the biggest events for Warner Media, like in terms of advertising. And I didn't get to participate. And like, they have like this thing called the War Room, where there's just like ten, like seventy flat, seventy inch flat screen TVs that each one is playing a different game because we have to watch every single game live to make sure that the correct advertisements are playing. And if they're not the correct ad, we have to go in and fix it, like ASAP. And I was super excited because it's supposed to be a really cool environment. And they hire, like, masseuses to come in, and they get everyone gift cards. And it's, they, like, every night they bring in food, so, like, you never actually have to pay for anything. And they pay for your Ubers to and from work. And if you do the late shift, you don't have to come in till, like, 12 the next day. And you get crazy overtime, and I was super excited, and it all got canceled. See, this is why, I think this is a bit of, like, karmic force about you saying that Epcot sucks. Like, this is what you get for being bougie. (laughs) Now no one gets Epcot because of me. (laughs) And not only because of you, but, like, two months after the fact because of you, like, retroactively. I mean, look, they're working on fixing it. Not that they're going to probably be able to, but... I got so many questions for you. Um, I'll go right to the first one here. Uh, because, you know, when I, like to, when I like to ask questions to people, I always start with the first one. Um, and so, 
Uh, how excited are you that you don't have to witness um, uh, another horrible Mariners season? Ooh, funny boy over here. Uh, we were really excited. Obviously, this was the season that we were going to win the World Series, but now we'll never know. I mean, are you going to claim it as, like, asterisk? Yeah, no, we actually did. We've already claimed the cup. It's ours. Uh, you have no proof that we wouldn't have won it, so I'm really sorry about that. Did you call it the cup? I don't really follow baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's, it's, a, it's a circular trophy with 30 flags coming out of it. The, uh, the pennant? What is it called? The pennant? Uh, it's the commissioner's trophy. <laughs> That's a worse name. Call it the cup. That's hockey. Oh, you know what? You're right. We're getting a hockey team soon, hopefully, if coronavirus goes away. The Seattle big boys. It looks like it. there was a rumor that it's going to be the Seattle Krakens. I hope it's not, because that's a terrible name. That'd be amazing! It's a stupid... That's a great name! ...level mascot. That's a great name! No, because all the Seattle teams have to do with Seattle. Like, you have the Seattle Seahawks, no because, like, the, the Seahawks is based off the Native American symbol. Um, you have the Seattle Mariners, because, like, there were Mariners in Seattle, like the Marine people, because it's a giant port city. Seattle Sonics, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you have um, Seattle Sounders because it's the Puget Sound. You know, can't just be like Kraken. That's got nothing to do with us. So you want what? Like the Seattle like Cowboys? N- no, there's no Cowboys here. Okay, but you just said you didn't want it to be anything to do with Seattle. <laughs> the Seattle Tech Industries because we have a lot of that. The Seattle Coffee Beans. Ooh, that's not bad if Starbucks sponsored it. The Seattle Raindrops? What do you mean? Okay, you're saying the coffee beans are a better nickname than the Krakens. Yeah. At least it's topical, you know? I'm just going to go to my next question, because that's gone terribly. Please, 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 please go. (laughs) Um, Community on Netflix. Uh, What? (laughs) I'm already on season three. (laughs) I've gotten to season two. um, I just watched the drug... Uh, Annie's drug play episode with the bumblebees. So if I, okay, wait. I'm opening Netflix. Let me find the exact uh, season. I think that episode is called Celebrity Pharmacology. When that all- is such a first, I mean, like it's a horrifying episode to watch just because Pierce is the worst. I love when the kids are just like drugs, 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 drugs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I lied. I'm on season two, episode seventeen. I just watched the documentary one where Pierce. Uh, leaves everyone, like, something in his will, even though he's not dying, but he pretends he's dying in the hospital. Intermediate documentary filmmaking? Uh-huh. Such a good episode. <laughs> Just, like, Donald Glover's face when he meets LeVar Burton is my favorite moment. <laughs> you can't disappoint a picture. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's actually nice, because it's been about a year since I first binged Community on Hulu. So now a year later, I'm starting over, and I'm gonna. It's so good. It's just such a good show. It's right up there for me with The Office as all time favorites. Um, I think I uh, my theory right now is that uh, people are trying to like all the people who worked on Community are trying to get people to watch it on Netflix to prove that there's a demand for a movie. It's my theory. 
Do you think so? That's what I, I think, because Danny Pudi doesn't usually post a lot, and he's been posting a lot about it, saying, hey, watch Community on Netflix. Which one's Danny Pudi? Abed. Oh, wow. And cause that, that makes sense. six seasons in a movie, you know, we need that movie. I, I'm just scared because really the sixth season was just absolute trash. The finale was so good. I do not remember the finale. I just remember disappointment. It does have its rocky moments. Um, but yeah, gotta love that community. Uh, uh, next... We got a new season, or not new season, but continued season of Rick and Morty coming out May 3rd. Five more episodes starting May 3rd. I never got into Rick and Morty. I only watched it like once or twice and never got into it. You're a buffoon. I'm pretty bougie, I'd say. It's just, it's a great show, and I'm not saying that because it's one of our greatest ad revenue for Adult Swim. It's just a great show. You sound like a corporate stooge. I am a corporate stooge. That's my job. Still working from home? Oh, yeah. It's the best. I love working from home. <laughs> you, you're like the one person who's come out of this on top. I know. I know. I love it so much. I have, like, all the time to do whatever I want. And, like, I can get all my work done in my own time. It's great stuff. Well, that, I think, is a great transition into my next question, um, which isn't really so much of a question as it is just me saying Avenue 5. Oh, my God. Such a good show. So good. I'm, I can't wait for the next scene. Did you finish it? I did finish it. Okay, so spo- spoiler alerts for anyone who's going to listen. I completely lost my mind. That whole final scene where they're fighting over who gets to go into the escape pod, and then what's her name? Karen ends up messing up everything. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. It ended up becoming like a super relevant show. I think almost, maybe a little bit intentionally, but certainly not with a pandemic where... Um, continuing the spoilers for that uh when the people are like yeah fuck you we're not in a spaceship we're actually on earth and they go into the pod to leave oh <laughs> my god that was horrifying i it, could not believe how many people kept doing it it reminded me of when the people are like you can't tell us what to do we're still gonna go outside during the pandemic and then they go outside and then i want to like, go to the park i'm friends with this guy on facebook who's like <clears throat> the liberal media is trying to make everything seem like it's worse than it is. I'm taking my kids to the park. And then the next day, there was, like, caution tape around the whole park, and it was completely shut down. And then, like, a week later, you'll find out that the man has tested positive for the coronavirus. Right, no, like, he's, like, posting on Facebook. He's like, he's like if they're going to not let my kids go to school, then I'm still going to take them outside, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And it's like, why are you making this worse? <laughs> That's literally what Avenue 5 was. It literally became a reflection of the world. Uh-huh. Oh, um, goodness. What a great show. I really enjoyed it. My last question here at the outset, and we'll introduce you in a second. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 um, it is my last question. Actually, I have two more. So this one. Um, uh, ever Have you ever listened to Comedy Bang Bang? No. I feel like it's a podcast that would be really up your alley. I have not. Ooh, actually, I'll say, I'll recommend that, but I will say even more so, I would recommend, uh, Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me? Have you ever heard of that? I've never even heard, like, I've heard of Comedy Bang Bang, I've never even heard of what you just said. It's a podcast that Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott 
do together where they just literally go through I do love them. They go through every REM album and just talk about it. But they they talk about it for like maybe ten percent of the podcast is REM and the other ninety percent is just them doing bits. It's hilarious. Alright, I'm gonna check that one out. That's funny. I think it would tickle your I think it would tickle your little toes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, uh, and last question: uh, uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist. I'm two episodes behind, but I'm really enjoying it. So uh, I was actually talking to my friend, um, someone I went to high school with, actually works in the same building as me because she does uh, like software engineering for HBO. Oh. Um, yeah, it was like a random. Hey, we went to high school together in Seattle, and now we work in the same place in New York. That's weird. Um, But she was telling me how a lot of people do like the show, except for women in computer science. Because the show, like, is about this woman in a computer science. Like, she works at, like, a tech company or whatever doing coding. And she was like, all women in coding hate this show because it's... It's just a bad representation of women in coding. I was like, oh, well, I don't know how to relate to that at all, as I am not a woman, nor do I do any form of computer science in my life. But I like the music parts. And she was like, okay. <laughs> it's certainly um, uh, when like, I feel like her job is like literally so generic, like you never actually see them doing any coding at all. They do nothing in that show. They don't actually have jobs. <laughs> no, it's like vague tech company with like hippie, like hipster preppy outfits and a cool modern office. That's really it. There's like one episode where they have to figure out why their like version of the Apple Watch is broken, and like that's the only time they've ever referenced computer science. I will say though, you're two episodes behind. I think the two ones that they've done that you've missed are like their best ones. Really? Okay. I'm honestly probably going to catch up tonight because I already watched Westworld, so I don't think I have anything else for Sunday nights to watch. Westworld? I have I checked out of that many moons ago. I am loving the new season. It's so good. Uh, I heard uh, there was a little Game of Thrones cameo. Yes! Yeah, it was hilarious! It was... Um, I can't. I can never remember their names. Um, w B, not W B Weiss. What's his name? D B Weiss. And David and, Benioff. And David Benioff play two of the like robot technicians. And since like the company's kind of shutting down, they're trying to like just steal and sell off as much as they can. And so they have from a medieval type world, similar to like Westworld, they have a medieval world and they have uh, Drogon there as like a dragon and they're selling him to like the highest bidder and they're like, yeah, we can cut him up into pieces and send it over to you part by part. (laughs) Game of Thrones had a good final season. I don't watch that show. I only read the books because I started the show. Oh my God. I hated it. I hated what they were doing with it. That's the bougiest thing I've ever heard. Please, you have to hear me out. (laughs) The books are so much better than the show, and they were really butchering it. And so I stopped watching the show around season five, and from what I understand, that's where the show kind of sucks, and that the ending was really bad, and I have avoided every and all spoilers. I have, on my, like, Chrome, I have Game of Thrones blocked, 
So anything that would say Game of Thrones doesn't come up on any, like, social media that I have. Um, I've avoided all spoilers because there's no way, from what I saw through the end of Season 5, the books and shows cannot go in the same direction because they just completely cut out, like, two or three of these humongous plot lines in the books that they just didn't do. And I was just upset and disappointed because I'd been reading the books way before like there was even talks of a show so I was very upset because seasons one two and three were so accurate and then four they were kind of just like we're gonna go a little off script and then five they were like yeah the books are like just a loose structure that we might take some ideas from um Game of Thrones was good and always good and was never bad and um the books are also good you sound like you're in denial. I'm not in denial. I'm a big. I, it's been a year. Uh, I'm a big fan of everything that happened at all times. Um, I will say though, Storm of I, Swords. That's a pretty good book. I have had friends like who were making fun of me since I stopped watching. They were like saying like, "Oh, like why would you just read the books? Like he's gonna die before they finish the books." And I was like, "Okay, first of all, obviously he's gonna die before he finishes those books. And if he dies before he finishes them, I'll watch the show." until then i'm gonna hold out and wait for the books and then like years later now they come up to me and they were like yeah you were smart the ending of the show sucked like you were we should have waited to read the books i was like yeah yeah i was right the ending is so good you're the literal first person that i've heard say that i will go to my grave saying it i believe it i like everything mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to disappoint Dave Miller. <laughs> the only thing I don't like is young Sheldon. I can't believe that people watch that show. I like the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood pointing at the TV screen and it said me when young Sheldon shows up on young Sheldon. <laughs> it's just like... It's so weird that that show ever got made and or renewed. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I should introduce you. We're at minute 29 of this podcast. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Zev Bahar. Behar? Bihar. Bihar. <laughs> well, I think of Joy Behar. I am not related to her, surprisingly. I'm not surprised by that. The fashion designer Ike Bihar, I also am not related to, but I do have an uncle named Ike Bihar. Thanks for being here, Zev. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and those are the famous Bihars. The the all 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 three of them, baby. Also, the uh, the little known Howard Bihar who helped found Starbucks with Howard Schultz. I'm also not related to him. But that's Seattle. Yes, which is weird. You'd think the B- two BRs in Seattle would be related, but... I do think that. Not. It's like Danny Glover and Donald Glover. Yeah, I didn't know that they were different people for quite a while. Really? They're like yep. 40 years different from each other. I, I just thought that people called Donald Glover Danny Glover sometimes. Wow. I thought it was a nickname. <laughs> well, we are, we are treading some dangerous waters right now. Um, uh... <laughs> Let's, Zev, we have a great topic um, here. Um, it's kind of, I think, one of the topics that um, 
I've had the least discussion about. Like I just did yesterday. No, I did a couple days ago. I did a podcast called Top 5 Scenes from Little Women. And we had a lot of talk about like, um, like we 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 said we specified it was only going to be from the movie, and we specified um, like how long a scene would be, and we did a lot of research about it. Um, this one, uh, I wrote to you about maybe a month or two ago, and said, um, let's do another podcast, and we kind of did it and talked about it a little bit, and then we, you said something about a superlative, and I said let's do that top five Disney ride superlatives, and then we we never we never talked about it again, we never elaborated or anything, so we have a very loose idea of what this could be. We might be in completely different directions here, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, too. It's going to be fun stuff. <laughs> um, I'll kick it off here uh, with my number five. I have Most Likely to Kill You. Um, this is a, a superlative given out to the Disney attraction that is the one that if you are on it, you are most likely to die being on it. And I have the honor going to Kilimanjaro Safaris. Um, I think um, there might be the obvious reason people would think like, "Oh, a rogue lion kills you." No, 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 no. It's it's how it's the fact that um, when this safari goes over that uh, rickety bridge where you have to lean, I can never tell if they're serious about the leaning, um, and <laughs> I'm always scared that like if I don't lean, I'm gonna die. I know that Disney wouldn't send people out onto a ride that could p- possibly die on, but I feel like this one is like. Like, you're so off... That's the closest you're gonna get. Yeah, I feel like you're so off course at that point, like, you don't know, like, that you might, like, literally, you're like, if that bridge gives out... And you see the driver, like, looking at the bridge to make sure it's okay, like, is it really that rickety? I'm terrified every time that part happens. That's a very interesting choice for most likely to die on. Well, what would you what would you say would be a likely one to get killed on? Um, I have to think about it for a second, but... Um, let's see, we got Animal Kingdom, what's there? Maybe got... Primeval Whirl? That hurts. Yeah, you know, I, I'm 100% giving it to Primeval Whirl. <laughs> which actually brings me to my first superlative, which is Biggest Letdowns. And I have a few. Oh, okay. Um, so bear with me. Number one for Biggest Letdown is Figment, because I hate it. Number two is Country Bears. If I were ever put in charge of the Walt Disney Company... The first thing I would do is overnight, the Country Bears would disappear. There would not even be a a showroom there anymore. That building that it is in would just be gone, and it would be eating space for Pecos Bills until we decide what to do with it, because goodbye, done with it. Goodbye, Um, Mellow Brick Road. Yeah, goodbye, Mellow Brick Road, specifically (laughs) Country Bears. All of Dino Land besides Dinosaur. Whoa. That's just all of it. Whoa, Launchpad McQuack, though. They can still have character meet and greets without the crappy theming. <laughs> okay. Um, alien Swirling Saucers, because that's just the laziest thing I've ever seen. It's so bad. It's teacups without the effort. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Buzz Lightyear can choose to be updated or shut down but this weird in between of never working is not working for me and i think my number one is goofy's barnstormer because you have a 45 minute plus wait time for an attraction that you can google this viewers it is a 52 second attraction 30 seconds of those 52 
is you going up the ramp and then you get about less than 20 seconds of the actual coaster um you're waiting upwards of 45 minutes for that we don't have viewers we have listeners they're viewing with their ears (laughs) i like how your list um started out as rides that were most disappointing and then slowly just became um the rides that if you were in charge of disney you'd get rid of (laughs) (laughs) well what's the difference really (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree with all of those except, um, Figment. Because the country bears are fucking the worst. I don't like them. And, um, but Figment is dope. I enjoy Figment. What's, what's equally bad about the country bears is not only is it a terrible attraction, but it's hard to sit in there because you just have these horrifying scents wafting in from Pecos Bills. And it's not like you can leave. You're just stuck listening. It's it's an assault on every sense. It is visually <laughs> horrifying. It sounds terrible. It smells disgusting. The seats are sticky from the children. It's it's just all around a just awful experience. Does every guy who turns you on turn you down? It's a very bad attraction. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, my entire program, I refuse to go in it. It's kind of actually a little scary. Like, I get a little bit afraid of them. I don't like their slack jawed and their eyes crossing. Um, <laughs> I did it once ever, and I regretted it, and I will never do it again. And if I am ever in a position of power, I will destroy it. Um, you know, usually people, when they get to positions of power, they talk about all the good they're going to do, not the destruction they're going to unleash. This is good. No, no, this is a good thing. But, like, isn't it just a little bit, like, kind of just more about, like, destruction and that kind of thing, like, that you're just talking about, like, oh, I'm going to destroy this forever, and then you'll be gone forever, and then I'll never talk to you again? Getting rid of a bad thing is doing a good thing. Addition by subtraction. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's a it's a good superlative. Um, you had many winners for it, uh, so that's good. Um, uh, my next one here, oh, I got just like honorable mention to the seas with Nemo and friends, which is just I barely can even consider it an attraction, but I guess I'll put it on this list. Well, let's have the debate right now because my number four is Teacher's Pet, which I gave to the seas with Nemo and friends. Um, oh. It's a good. It's one of my favorite attractions. I love the seas with Nemo and friends. Don't and lie to me. I enjoy. I like the seas with Nemo and friends. Um, uh, it's a good. It's a not only a good ride. It's a good area, uh, to be in. No. Yes. None of it. <laughs> yes. None of the all of pavilion it. Pavilion deserves to exist. Yes, the seas pavilion is an amazing pavilion. It has no rights. It's teacher's pet because it teaches you. And it's like a good, loyal, like I'd, nice I'd thing. I'd that to the land overseas. No, 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 no. It's like also, but it's also like a little bit of a suck up too. Like it's like, oh, please like me. I'm Nemo and friends. No, it's like this was so bad that we had to add an IP to it, and even then, that somehow made it worse. No, 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 no. The Seas of Nemo and Friends is one of the best spots at Epcot, and there's so many reasons why. Number one, it's air-conditioned. Number two, the Coral Reef restaurant is where, uh, I think, Uncle Jesse from Full House goes to, maybe. Not quite sure about which character it is, but one of them goes to Coral Reef at some point. Also, I did the Coral Reef, and that was cool. They have good lobster mac and cheese. Um, 
Good restaurant, for sure. Uh, the Nemo ride is a dope ride. Love that ride. Really cool. Good songs. Um, go, always a good time. Quick, you're in and out. It's a good one. Um, uh, number four. Um, if you go at the right time, you can see the uh, manatees uh, be fed big chunks of lettuce from a marine biologist who will talk to you and answer your questions. And as an animal lover, I have so many questions. And um, also... One time, um, I went to uh, Magic Kingdom with Naomi, and uh, she said she liked the seahorses in the parade, and then we went to Epcot that night, and um, we went to the Seas Pavilion, and we found a seahorse, um, and that was really fun. I love animals. I love Finding Nemo. This is a great pavilion. It's so good. So great. No. Yes, it's so good. I disagree with literally everything you have said. You can't disagree with any of that. That's all factual. All of that could be applied to and be better with the land. But the but the land doesn't have as many animals. It's more like food-based. Which actually brings me to my next superlative, which is most likely to survive an apocalypse, and that is the land pavilion with all of its greenhouses. You're such a hater. <laughs> There's fish. You can eat fish. Yeah, there's fish in the land pavilion, too. Yeah, but there's, like, more fish on in the seas. You can't survive on fish alone, but the land has all plants and all fish. You could survive on fish alone. And I water. I decided you can't. Just have the fish fuck, and then they, you get more fish. That's not how fish work. Do fish fuck? No, one lays eggs, and then the other fer- fertilizes the eggs. They don't have to do anything together. I always wondered about that. Like you never saw Nemo. Okay, they didn't definitely did not have sex in Nemo. <laughs> you clearly skipped the first scene. Oh, my mom never let me watch it. Why? What happens? We just watch a really sexy fertilization of some eggs. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, love that Albert Brooks. He turns me on. Uh, yeah. But go ahead. The what? original opening, the Barracuda was really just a pervert watching in the background, but they decided that wouldn't test well with audiences. Who decided that? Um, who was that? Was that Eisner at the time? <laughs> it was John Lasseter, which is surprising considering all that's come out about him. Actually, the Barracuda was based off of John Lasseter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, life imitates art, I say. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. But go ahead, talk about the land, baby. What's good about the land? Um, Soren, which is an automatic plus. I actually really like waiting in the queue line for Soren because they have that trivia game on the walls. You're a psychopath. Um, <laughs> well, I love the trivia game and I love playing because I know a lot of things and so I beat all my friends whenever we play it. Um, the The land is just very peaceful. I never ate at Garden Grill, but I've heard it's one of the best restaurants at Epcot. And I did... Um, I did the behind the seeds tour on my birthday last year with Derek Treese and one of our old leaders, Kayla Rose. Um, so we did the behind the seeds tour and it was so cool. It's like 70 minutes. It's if you're a cast member, I think it costs $12. Um, it, it was so fascinating. I learned so much about plants. So that's why I'm going to give it to that. Um, Garden Grill is pretty good. I went there with the aforementioned Ryan Walsh. Uh, 
and who's not gay but does want to make friends. He loves loves. Uh, he's just looking for bros. Um, yeah, always. Uh, and he. Okay, I'm forgetting now if it was him or me um, who did this, but when 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 uh, Mickey came to the table, uh, it was one of us said, hello, sir, and it made, it made me laugh so hard. It must have been him, because I wouldn't have laughed at something I said. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> one of my friends calls him Mr. Mouse to his face, and he does not like it. <laughs> Mickey or the friend? Mickey. Mickey doesn't like being called Mr. Mouse. It's too formal. <laughs> he gets very upset. His brother, Licky Louse. <laughs> Mortimer. <laughs> Ricky Rat. Um, Ricky Rat. Uh, Soren is great. Um, uh, I'll talk about Soren in a bit. Uh, the Living with the Land is a good ride. Um, I don't like the food court. It's kind of weird. It kind of feels like a mall. Um, and... I don't think I've ever actually even glanced in the direction of the food court it's ju- it's just kind of part of the backdrop to me if you do listen to that fast food restaurant podcast you will hear ryan walsh not gay looking for bros he says that he gets a muffin there when he goes to epcot rope drop <laughs> ryan not gay looking for bros walsh yes um i have talked about this person so much and i have never met him in my life <laughs> He's a good and he's a he's an absolute peach. Like fifteen of the past thirty minutes, we have talked about this person that I have never met. <laughs> I feel like you two would get along. Uh, I would hope so. I texted him though, and it didn't seem like it was going to work out. Well, that was back in the bagel dog times. You're right. That was, he was very distraught. Mm. Um. But your your inclusion of Soren here is a good transition because my number three is I have most underrated and a most overrated. Um, my most underrated is Soren, and my most overrated is Star Tours. I agree, definitely on overrated. I love Star Tours, but it is like it's it's got this cult standing that gives it so much more than it should be. Like it's a fine attraction. It's fun. But, like, it's not nearly as good as people make it out to be. Like, people rush over there. But, like, you don't need to. It's fine. I would argue that it's not actually fun. Interesting take. (laughs) I enjoy it because I just love flying over the, like, planets from Star Wars. But it doesn't even feel like you're flying. Like, it just kind of, like, jostles you around a little bit. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, It's definitely, like... The problem with it is that it is just that very early basic motion type of attraction. Like it's it's not like Smuggler's Run where it's interactive, you feel like you're there, it changes, like you're moving. It's just like this basic movie theater that goes up and down. So you're not wrong there. The problem with it isn't that it's bad, it's that it's old. They should get rid of it. Now that's a hot take. When you become president of Disney, get rid of it, like Country Bears. Um, honestly, it's not bad, especially with... You know what I would do? I would have to add a third attraction to Galaxy's Edge, and then I would get rid of it. You should get rid of it and then expand the Muppets. The Muppets do deserve more than they get. It's really disgusting. It's sickening. I I get, I get just steamed thinking about it now. <laughs> I'm not even, like, a crazy Muppets fan, like... I saw the the Jason... What's his name? Jason Sudeikis? Is that his name? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. I saw those two movies. 
and I'm embarrassed to say that's literally all I know about the Muppets. Oh, I actually I watched the ABC TV show because that was hilarious, which sadly only lasted one season. Mindy but Kaling. I, I never. We didn't grow up on the Muppets in this household. Like I don't really know much about them, but I know that they're funny. Do you like the Salamander? The what? The Salamander, like the main Muppet Kermit. He's a salamander? Yeah. Isn't he a frog? No, why? I'm so con is this a bit? What's happening right now? <laughs> he's a salamander. No, he's not. Why isn't he? You just said you didn't you don't know. Isn't his name Kermit the Frog? Okay, but are you a Behar? As in, if that's how we were going by names, I would be Zev the Human. Okay, but... Like Finn the Human in Adventure Time. But you don't know, maybe his last name is the Frog with a lowercase f and it's all one word. I'm... I... Okay. You're right. Salamander! I hardly knew her! Is this what you were trying to set up? Were you just trying to get me to say the word salamander? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we kept saying frog instead. <laughs> oh my god. What even was your superlative here? Did you have... Oh, it was best and most and least underrated. Okay. It was most underrated and most overrated. Uh, Soren is the most underrated because people shit on it, and I love it. Who shits on Soren? I guess people preferred Over California to Over the World. I like the Over the World one. I like seeing places. Me too, but the Eiffel Tower is definitely hanging left there. <laughs> she's a she's a wang cro a crooked wang boy. It is, no, it really is though, it, and it's kind of annoying. Why did Paul Bettany get to be on the poster for Captain America Civil War, but Tom Holland doesn't get credited on it? Where did that come from? I'm looking at a Civil War poster right now. <laughs> Do you have one hanging in your room? Right on the ceiling, baby. Okay, one sec. Right next to my Grown Ups poster. I'm Googling the words. I love that movie. <laughs> Captain America Civil War... Paul Bettany is Vision. Yeah. Let's see. Chris Evans, Robert Downey, Scarlett, Sebastian, Jeremy, Don, Anthony, Paul, Elizabeth, and Daniel Brühl. Hey, yeah. Well, I mean, Tom Holland really has a single line in that movie. Okay, well then, why, <clears throat> why is it that Paul Bettany is on there and Chadwick Boseman isn't? Um, you know, wait, that's actually a good call. That's a better call than why isn't Tom Holland. <laughs> I meant to say Chadwick the first time, I just got my people confused. Okay, I would like a detailed explanation on how you could confuse Chadwick Boseman with Tom Holland. Uh, their eyes. Nope. Yes, they have the same eyes. Nope. Nope. I get lost I in them. I do not accept that as an answer. <laughs> they both have very similar voices. Okay, I'm going to move on to my next superlative. <laughs> what is it? I'm so eager to hear. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> this is good. Um, the best Pixar short film fest oh, goes to Impressions of France. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> You're trying to be, like, cute. 
fucking buy it. How is okay? How is Impressions de France a Pixar at all? Ratatouille. He's not in it. Ratatouille. He's not in it. Yeah, he is. No, he isn't. He's literally not. This was filmed. This thing was filmed in 1968. It was hosted by Maurice Chevalier, uh, whoever, and it's not has anything to do with Pat and Oswald Rat, Rat and Oswald. Rat Tatooine has been in production since 1967. Mm, it just kept getting pushed back. No, because they had the story, but they didn't have the technology. You're thinking of Pete's Dragon. That. Is a good movie. No, don't, don't even the new one. don't I watch it. Don't try to deflect. Um, <laughs> this is the you knew what we were doing. Actually, no, that's not true. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, however, you know that when you say the best Pixar short film festival, short film and then you say that it's not the Pixar short film festival, you you know what you're doing, and I have to say I I'm. I'm calling I'm calling the commissioner of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road right now as we speak. Bring 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 When was the last time you saw Impressions of France? Hello? Yeah, this is this is Dave. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast right now with Zev. Oh yeah, he was on a couple times before. No, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I guess so if you if you like people with cute faces. Yeah. Well, anyway, um <laughs> He he said the Impressions de France is the best Pixar short film festival in the Disney Superlatives podcast. Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Love you too. Bye. Um so he says that you uh you have a $100,000 fine, you've been stripped of three future draft picks and you have a 6-month suspension from the podcast. I accept the punishment and I stand by what I said. You'll get a Venmo in a minute. Okay. I can't wait for that because then I can buy... I can finally buy some Scooby Snacks. I bought Scooby Snacks and they were delicious. They're like graham crackers. They're not like graham crackers. Aren't they actually graham crackers? No, because they're Scooby Snacks. What a silly question. Do you remember the ISTC? ISTC? Okay, I just got a notification on my phone. I legit thought you had Venmoed me (laughs) $100,000. <laughs> that money. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. They they pay you the big bucks over at uh, Warner Brothers because you made Harry Potter. You made the movies happen. I made Harry Potter. That was me. My real name is Chris Columbus. <laughs> the the discoverer of America. <laughs> I made the wildly successful films Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I continued with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I went from there to do one of my greatest career moves, which was to completely destroy the Lightning Thief series. But what about that Rent, though? The what? He directed Rent. That wasn't in between the Harry Potter and Lightning Thief, though. 5,586,000 minutes. 525,000... Six hundred <laughs> You did not continue the song. You just sang the exact same lyric. No, I <laughs> fixed yours. Ah, <laughs> uh, you ever seen I Love Lucy? Um, I have seen Rat Race, in which uh, what's his name gets on a bus of I Love Lucy fans. 
what do you think we're doing here? <laughs> Talking about slightly different things. Do you see, I think I think you, just, you think this is like word association, and you just you just say whatever comes to mind. <laughs> I thought that's what this podcast was. Goodbye, Mellow Brick Word Association. <laughs> This is not that puzzle they show you at a therapist's office where you're like, is it a face or is it my, my dad hating me? <laughs> you mean a Rorschach test? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> is it a face or is it my dad that hates me? <laughs> um, I, is this an episode of Top 5 Rorschach Tests? Oh, we could get into that. <laughs> Could we? I was a psych major. I know all about them. You were a psych major? Yeah. So you could diagnose, like, Alzheimer's? That is actually not what I can do. Because (laughs) I simply majored in it. I did not go on to get a doctorate. Oh, if you get a doctorate, you can diagnose Alzheimer's? Yeah, I can't diagnose anyone. I just know what things are. Zev, Zev Bihar... He knows what things are. Oh, rhyme, 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 rhyme alert! Bring, bring, rhyme alert! That's what that. That's what, when we rhyme on Goodbye Mellow Road. That has to happen. I am holding you to that for the rest of time. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great when I inevitably have to like do the uh, bring, bring, rhyme alert. <laughs> like another person. Like I'm like I'm doing like I, I bring on like uh like really solemnly like I bring on like a friend and we talk about like the top five celebrities who died during the coronavirus pandemic and somebody says like. Jake Gyllenhaal, more like my cookbook's Hall, and then we're like, oh, rest in peace, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I have to go, bing, bing, rhyme alert. You can rhyme Jake Gyllenhaal with, like, anything else, and you made up words instead. Okay, Hall is two different words. Grill in hall? What is that? Like, no, like there's a grill in the hallway? Like grilling, like you're grilling on the stove and a hall, like like a H-A-U-L, like you have a hall of like hot dogs that you grilled. Grilling hall. I would like you to move on to the next superlative. My next superlative is um, best ride that justifies the existence of an entire land. And... It's kind of going off of what we were talking about a little bit earlier, because um, I have... Dinosaur. It is Dinosaur! It There would be no reason to have Dino Land if there wasn't an actual good ride there, because one is just um, the magic carpets of Aladdin cloned, and the other one is something that hurts your hits, it hurts your ribs so much because it slams you around jolty corners. Um, and But yeah, Dinosaur is a fun time. I'm going on record. I'm saying that Dinosaur is a fun ride to go on. Love I that dinosaur. Right with you there. Yeah, it's a. Give me, Dave, give me two minutes. I have to run away for two minutes. All right. Put the podcast on pause. You can cut this part out. No, I'm gonna vamp. <laughs> You're gonna give it in. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right. Zeb said he has to go. I'm gonna vamp for about two minutes until he comes back. Um, so here's what we're doing. We're talking right now. We're doing. You're in the middle of top five. Um, I think this was. We're doing top five. Uh, Jimmy Fallon SNL sketches is what we're doing. So we've talked about Cowbell. We talked about the Celebrity Jeopardy where he's French Stewart. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I was talking about ISTC earlier and he just kind of went right over me. Um, ISTC, I think it's something I got from Disney World. It's a little, I'm looking at it right now. It's a little metal pin. Um, not pin. It's like a keychain. I think it's from Tomorrowland, but I'm not sure. That's why I said it to him. I thought maybe he'd know, and he kind of just ignored me completely, which is fine. That kind of thing happens a lot. Um, 
Um, also, let's see. I'm gonna just gonna, I'm, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to go through everything on my desk. I've already gone through the ISTC thing, and I've gone through the Jimmy Fallon. I have a framed picture of a Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show ad from back when it debuted six years ago. Um, let's see what else. What else do I got? I got a little box here um, that has instructions on how to refill my inhaler. Need that. Um, playbill from Hamilton. Um, I've got one of those alarm clocks that rolls on wheels. Um, I thought it would be a good way to wake up. Um, however, I would just get up, turn it off, and then go right back to bed. So not super effective, but um, definitely not um, your average test case. I have a ribbon here that says, from my kindergarten class, it says, To David, for an outstanding calendar, here's an award from your kindergarten teacher. And it's actually, it's still blue and yellow. It's in pretty good shape, despite the fact that it is 17 years old now at this point. Yikes, that's not what you want to hear. What else do I got? I have a little bag from uh, Universal Orlando, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's got Harry, Hermione, and Ron on it. To? Oh, I'm talking to the podcast. I was vamping. I was listing. <laughs> I was listing off things on my desk. <laughs> all right, I'll have to listen to this after to make sure I catch all that. Yeah, you missed the great part about my Dustin Pedroia and Nick Markakis wristbands. I don't know those people. Oh, they went to school with me. <laughs> okay. Also, I have this Why little. Have... What's up? Why do you have their wristbands? Um, it's to remember them. That's nice. They didn't die, I just don't see them anymore. Um, I, no, I got that. <laughs> uh, I also have this little... Uh, it's like a piece of wood, kind of, that I painted when I was a kid. It was like a little Christmas arts and craft thing. Um, Christmas is a holiday about uh, Santa. And so this wooden thing, it's, a, it's Santa's sleigh. And I was, I was able to color it in. Um, but I didn't have any like flesh-colored... Um, uh, markers, so Santa is black, which I think is always how I kind of perceive Santa as being a black man, um, which is not often commonly depicted in pop culture. I feel like he's often depicted as a white man. However, my Santa is black, and he has white eyes with no pupils that stare you down like Scrunch from Lilo and Stitch. You were a very artistic child. I was great. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, this horn right here? This one? Honk, honk. She's tooting. <laughs> bring, bring, rhyme police. <laughs> rhyme police? Oh, no. <laughs> are they, they going to... What does that, that mean? What do they do? They, you didn't rhyme is the problem this time. <laughs> oh, shit. So every time I don't rhyme, I have to say bring, bring, rhyme, rhyme police? Not every time. Only when I decide okay. that it should have been a rhyme. Well, every time I record a podcast, I'll let you know, and then you can tell me if I have to say that or not. I will. You'll, you can add it in during post. <laughs> As if I do any sort of post-production editing on this at all. <laughs> Instead of just uploading this immediately. <laughs> I literally, I, I do this, and then I talk into my phone for ten minutes about literally nothing. I go to audiojoiner.com and add those two files together, and then I upload it to, to, the, to the web. Yeah, what is it, what is your opening things? Is that you just like rambling? <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's not what it's intended to be. Um, it's <laughs> it started out. I used to be uh, allegedly sponsored by Bodybuilding dot com, and so I would do ad reads for that. And then I just I remember I just kept that doing was a scam. it. Damn. Yeah. Um, and then I just kept doing it. It's so now I just it's literally my thoughts on the world, <laughs> which nobody needs or wants. Um, and I'm literally just I'll just like be laying in bed and I'll be like, oh, so what we got here? We got we got like pantsuits. You love a good pantsuit, and then that's pretty much it. I have a ticket to the Hangover. 
part three on my desk as well. Uh, so yeah, um, what superlative are we on? I forgot. You had just done least and mo- least. No, I did most dinosaur. Underrated, most overrated. That's what it was. I did the dinosaur justifying the existence of Dino Land. Oh, wait, shoot, you're right. <laughs> no, see, okay, so I have a lot of problems with that, because Dino Land is trash, but Dinosaur is incredible, but, like, you don't need Dino Land there. Like, it was just, and the story, and I'm using air quotes, but the viewers can't see that, the story of Dino Land is an excuse to make it crappy because the story is oh chester and hester decided to cheaply put up a theme park around the popular dino institute was the translation is oh disney wanted to cheaply put up a crappy theme park around this one good attraction anyway the beastly kingdom would have obviously been superior um I have so many thoughts on what you just said. I think you're absolutely right. I have nothing to complain about with what you just said. However, I will say, Chester, hardly knew her. Uh, Hester, hardly knew her. Bring, bring, rhyme alert. <laughs> bring, bring, rhyme alert. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, my next is never made, but most like mo I can't word it correctly. Like thing that most wanted to have been done made. Oh great great prep you did for this podcast. Thank you. Um well it's hard to find words. Uh and that I it's it's hard because I think Beastly Kingdom is up there. Um but you kind of I feel like Beastly Kingdom is very similar to what Harry Potter Land kind of turned into. Harry Potter Land. Um, Specifically with the dueling dragons before they disappeared, those, from what I understand, I don't know if it's just rumor, but I heard that those were from original designs that were originally going to be used in Beastly Kingdom, and then they cut it, and some some Imagineers left and went over to Universal because they heard they were doing Islands of Adventure, and they heard that their ideas might actually be used there because they were super upset about Beastly Kingdom being cut for, once again, Dino Land, because it was a choice between Dino Land or Beastly Kingdom, and they chose Dino Land. Um, sorry, my... I feel like every time I do one of these, one of my siblings has to interrupt me. That's okay. Let him interrupt, baby. Nope. <laughs> I kicked him out. Have him come on the podcast. What is there, like, most likely to succeed? Last time it was my sister. This time it was my younger brother. Ask him what their Disney attraction that's most likely to succeed is. No, he's already gone. <laughs> come back, Chris Bihar. <laughs> um, no, but, like, so, Beastly Kingdom, I feel like, could have been cool, but... I also feel like we kind of got a taste of what it would have been with the Dueling Dragons, which don't exist anymore. Um, But I'm trying to think, because, like, there were a lot of projects that you kind of just see ideas for that came to life in a different form. And it's like, for example, you have, like, the Haunted Mansion's original walking tour type of thing, and I wish they... Not that... The Haunted Mansion is obviously perfect in every possible aspect, but I wish that there had been some form of what they were going for put somewhere else if that makes sense 
Uh, no, I have no idea what you mean. Okay, so when they were first making the Haunted Mansion, there were two competing ideas. One was to have a walking tour, and it would kind of be like walking through a wax museum. Uh, and it would the tour guide would kind of have a speech similar to Jungle Cruise, where they would have like a script about what they were walking through, like walking through a haunted house. Um, so it would be like a haunted house, except there was a guide rather than you making your way on your own. And then the other was kind of sim more similar to what we have today, um, which was like this doom buggy attraction type of thing. Um, and it just always interests me to think about what if they had done sort of like a, a scripted tour guide uh, attraction. Um, but I guess you kind of see that in Jungle Cruise and the old great movie ride. Rest in peace. I don't know. I, I never did get to do it because it closed in, I think, August of 2017, and I arrived April 2018, so I never actually got to do the attraction. But from what I hear, most people just wanted it to stay because of nostalgia and that it was really worn down and just outdated. It was a great ride if you loved old movies. Like, I love Casablanca, so it was f perfectly fine with me. <laughs> All right, so for the Dave Mellows of the world... We should bring back the great movie ride. I will say um, a great thank you for that excellent, excellent um, detour on the podcast here. Um, you really, you held down the fort perfectly because I am currently in my room and our cur my curtain here is like a, one of those uh, curtains where you can, it's like, I don't know how to, but you can see like the, you can see the window um, what's on the window? You can see the silhouette of it, like moving across with the curtain. You okay. can see the, the silhouettes, and I saw one of those little, like, like uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's like kind of like a beetle, kind of like a big beetle. I could see it walking across my. <laughs> on the other side. Yeah, I could see it on the window. So from the other side, like walking across, and I was like, oh, god damn it, there's a beetle in my room, and I wasn't gonna, and and by beetle I mean John Lennon. So I see John Lennon out there, and he's just <laughs> he's just walking. I'm like, oh, god damn it, John Lennon's in the room, and I'm worried because like. I am super afraid of bugs and like John Lennon and he I'm worried that if if I don't kill it now then I'm going to not be able to get to sleep tonight because I'm going to be worried that it's going to fall into my mouth while I sleep. So, got to kill it. I see John Lennon. Natural he's, fear. He's, natural fear. Yeah, natural fear. Um that's my porn name. He's walking so he's walking <laughs> on the windowsill. Um he's just going for a little stroll. I'm like, "All right, I gotta, I'm holding this basketball here. When I record podcasts, I like to toss around a little. It's a, a basketball size. You can palm it. A little like Duncan like uh a ball you throw at like an arcade or something. One of those kind of basketballs. So I have that in my hand. I'm tossing it around while you're talking. And then I see the I see John Lennon. So I grab it. And I whip it at the window as hard as I can right where the spot is. And I it, it falls. I'm like, "Okay, but now I got to make sure it's dead." So you're going on a great uh, detour about the haunted mansion. So I yeet I yeet up, I'm looking all around, I like, I pin myself parallel against the wall, and I can see it's <laughs> on the windowsill, and John Lennon's just laying on his back, he's stuck on his back, but he's dead, so that's good, um, but now I'm like, I don't want this, this carcass in here, so now I'm trying to get the carcass, it falls onto my I Love Lucy scrapbook, I'm like, oh god, oh goodness gracious, so now I have that, and then I'm sliding it around, I eventually slid it into a little, a little container that it goes into, and uh, so John Lennon's in the container, and I, I dumped him out, and, and now we're back. You had to have been on mute during that whole thing. No. 
How did I not hear any of that? <laughs> well, that's why, I mean, I bet if you go back and listen to this, you'll hear my voice just get progressively further away. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I didn't hear anything thrown at something. <laughs> I wonder, I kind of want to listen back to this and hear, if, see if you can hear it. <laughs> I was so engrossed in my own rambling. Well, that's why I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said the Haunted Mansion tour, but I was like, I'm not even close to oh, getting... Oh, you were just like, what are you saying? <laughs> I would keep going. I was like, I'm not even close to getting rid of John Lennon right now. He needs to keep going. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. Well, that was great. Um, great superlative pick. Um, Thank you. I'm, uh, Do you have any specific thing you would rather come back that never was? Um... Yes, I would like to them to bring back that the the their I would like to bring one it 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 was it did exist at um some point so I can't say that but I I missed the I would like to try the Fantasyland Skyway um oh me too my dad talks about it all the time he says it was amazing it sounds great um I also would like John Favreau to finally make the Magic Kingdom movie that he said he was gonna make. I don't know what you are talking about. It was going to be... Is that, like, based off the Kingdom Keepers series? No, it was going to be... John Favreau was going to direct this movie called Magic Kingdom, and it was going to be, like, Night at the Museum, but for Disney World. Like, all the attractions came to life, like pirates and ghosts. Like and, Kingdom Keepers? But it wasn't going to be... There weren't going to be kids. It was just going to be the attractions. Okay, that's fun. And it never got made. I would really pay good money for a well-done mockumentary of the DCP. <laughs> I would, I think Can I would... just bring your book to life? Yes, oh my god. So the film rights to this <laughs> can be... Can I buy your film rights? Yes. I'll it... pay you $10 right now. <laughs> and you can only make it if it's like in the style of The Office. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think you could do a DCP any other way. And I would like to be the Ryan Howard character type who is just like a horrible person. Is that not going to be reserved for one of the other... There's three other Ryans. <laughs> no. I feel like Ryan and Jen could be a good, like, Jim and Pam. Because uh, they're, like, the one couple from... At least from my DCP who has stayed together this whole time. Um, uh, and then the then Ryan Foley would have to be... He would have to be, like, a... He would have to be, like, Andy Bernard. Because he has a great singing voice. Zeb, I feel like you're a good, uh, I feel like you're a great Dwight. I've heard that way too many times to be comfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> this would be good. I would, like... what about Ryan Spector? Ryan Spector, well, he's, he's got really nice eyes, so he, he does have eyes that are similar to BJ Novak's. I'll give him that. Um, I feel like he's, he reminds me of, Pete, who like is the love interest for Aaron later in like season nine. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good. I think that's a good position for him to occupy. I um, miss Ryan Spector. What a guy. Yeah, he's a he's a good one. He's a if you're looking if you're out there looking for a good guy, look no further than Ryan Spector. That is the truth. I see now that we've been speaking for over an hour, and I actually do have to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll wrap this that's up here. My lunch break. All right, I'll say real quick, my number one, my most suggestive ride was Splash Mountain because of when Br'er Fox is trying to is trying to push Br'er Bear into the hole. He's, like, 
It looks like he's raw-dogging them. I just assumed that they were. Yeah, and what's your number one? Um, I thought that was my number one. Was that only four? I think you only gave four, yeah. Can I re-say Best Pixar Short Film Festival <laughs> is Impressions of Red? That's your number one and your number three. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, you now have the film rights Wait, to... Wait, no, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal yours. I'm going to say Most Suggestive. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have to give it to Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. Why? We only got a glimpse into that house, and there is some sort of party going on at the end of that cottage. <laughs> party rockers in the house tonight? Oh, yeah. You can see that pervy witch is trying to get a glimpse in. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a stone-cold Vivica A. Fox. <laughs> well, Zev, you now own the film rights to my book, um, and yeah. you are welcome on this podcast anytime. You're a three-timer now. Um so that's exciting. exciting. Yeah. Uh, what did I do? I did. I did the Marvel movie one that was five hours long. <laughs> I did. We did best directors. Yeah. Why do I feel like I did another one? Well, we were gonna I do mean, another one with April. Who continues to flake? <laughs> uh, not to call her out or anything. Not to call her out, but she uh, does flake. A lot. It's okay. She won't listen to this ever. Zev, go back to work. Uh, thank you so much for being yeah, I really here. Do have to get... <laughs> it was lovely, lovely speaking to you as always, Dave. Be well. You too. You too. <laughs>